0: Welcome to the Barack Obama Approved World's Greatest Podcast, Hyphenation. I am your host with the most charisma, I, I don't know, Kellen Conley. What up though, beloved ones, to steal that from my pal, How is everybody doing? I am fantastic and I'm feeling great, feeling good. How are you? But before I go any further, y'all know... How every episode of the Barack Obama approved World's Greatest Podcast is supposed to start Morgantown weather reports. Let's get into it. So, it is a balmy 71 degrees on October 25th here in Morgantown. Clear sailing throughout the night. Tomorrow, haha, <laughs> there it is rain. Rain coming at you, dropping down to 62. Got rain in the morning then it looks like it's going to clear off for the rest of the night looking at your 10 day report ladies and gentlemen temperatures drop back down to a normal 59 on thursday go back up to the 60s over the weekend so get ready for a warm halloween and continuing high temperatures into next week hello november hello how are you how's everybody doing you know i've just been chilling just been chilling glad to have y'all back Glad to be in front of y'all again. There's no reason I haven't been here. There, there's no sob story. I know I did self-care last episode, and now then I was gone forever. Man, school started back up. Rasslecast started back up. If you're not listening to the Rasslecast Power Hour, I highly suggest you add that to your favorite podcast listening platform because we are killing it right now. We just dropped an episode with our boy, Lamb, who's been on the show multiple times on Monday, fire we got another episode with lamb coming out on halloween fire four horsemen in the hyphen podcast group it was a lot of fun a lot of fun man i was really excited to do it so please go check that out if you're watching this on my youtube channel hyphen universe welcome in i encourage you now to get in that comment section leave comments i will read them on the show if they're about hyphenation i drop hyphenation pods i drop cast pods i drop just regular videos um whatever tickles my fancy that's what hyphen universe is all about because it's all about me your boy kellen conley so if you like me go ahead and hit that subscribe button you can like the videos if you hit that bell you never miss an upload just like that so what else have i been up to man i've been streamlining some things big surprise always do so HyphenUniverse.com is now back in its blog form So anything I'm doing, it gets a blog post, it goes on there immediately. So that's step one, how you can keep up with me. There is, of course, Rasslecast comes out every Monday. We are in season three. I do that with Handsome Bane and Showing Mad Love. Of course, y'all know Showing Mad Love as my semi-regular co-host, one of my semi-regular co-hosts here on Hyphen Nation. So we have a good time doing that. I have been doing a lot of YouTube stuff. I have been doing TikTok stuff. I'm on there doing this little series called Dope where I talk about some of my favorite songs now. So that's been real fun. I just started doing that. Uh, There's just always constant ideas, twisting and turning, man. I was just on We Should Do This Again sometime with Cat and Mark. We talked about Bull Durham and we talked about When Harry Met Sally. That was dope. I have two episodes coming up on Superhero Cinephiles. Where we talked about the Fantastic Four movies with Perry Constantine on the show that Derek used to be on, so that was a lot of fun. I'm always up to something, and and also November fifth, I'm doing Extra Life again. I know I said last my Extra Life, I'm like I'm not sure I'm going to do it next year, but I'm excited again for the 25 hours. So I'm going to be joining the G crew please come check me out. I'll be on twitch.tv slash B underscore hyphen trying to raise money. My goal is a paltry $200. I did 160 something last year. So let's shoot for that $200 and beyond. And also anything the G crew does, which they're always amazing. I um I mean, I feel like I contribute because I'm there with uh, BG and Ivy and Will and Bob. Can't forget about my man, Bob. And hopefully Anthony will join us this year. So I'm really excited about Extra Life this year. Really excited. Huh! <sighs> I'm out of gas guys. That's the that's show. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. First topic, though, I gotta put y'all onto this comic book, this graphic novel, in fact, that cat put me onto as soon as it wants to come up. All right, here it goes. Have y'all heard about Heartstopper? It, it is written and drawn by British author. Alice Oseman, and I hope I'm saying that right, Alice. It was a webcomic originally, and then apparently she re- she did a Kickstarter in 2018 to get into print form, and I'm in love with this series. I've flown through all four of four, four volumes. Y'all know, y'all know how y'all felt when y'all first got a hold of Scott Pilgrim. I want to say Matt put me on the Scott Pilgrim, and he he that's when he started in the comic books, and he's like, hey, have you checked out the Scott Pilgrim book? And I was like, no. And so I, I borrowed it off him, and I read it, and I fell in love. And I was dripping on every word. I, I, in fact, I'm fairly certain I borrow, borrowed all his copies. And in the very last, I think all of them was out other than the last one. And when that sixth book dropped, I copped like nobody's business. It gives me big Scott Pilgrim vibes, guys. Now, before I say anything else, and actually... I got to say something else first. So for any of you listening out there, take the sunglasses off. The lights are bright. For any of y'all listening out there who has heard any of that anti-Semitic bull crap that yay is spewing for any of y'all listening to the sound of my voice, if you can hear my voice and if you support that man, turn this podcast off. We don't support Kanye on his side. I'm done. I've been so done with this fool. My mic is redlining. So many times. You can hear it throughout the history of hyphenation. I did an episode early on right after he canceled his, um canceled the Life of Pablo tour. There was other epi- times when I was talking about Kanye. I defended Donda. I didn't listen to Donda too at all because it was unlistenable. And then he went away. I didn't say anything about the Pete stuff. I was willing to just whatever, let bygones be bygones, let slavery was a choice be a, a, man, a manic episode thing. But this is the line. And finally, finally, the day has come where Hey Mama came on a CD that I burned years ago for work. I was playing that CD the other day. Hey Mama came on. And just like when I hear Robert Kelly's voice, I walked up to that MFR and I pushed skip. I am done with Kanye West. If you support Kanye West, turn this thing off. Okay, none of that's out of the way. Sorry. Also, I say Scott Pilgrim, and I know y'all might get excited, y'all comic book fanboys, be like, oh, man, Scott Pilgrim. That was an awesome adventure action story. This ain't that, kids. This is a series about my man Charlie Spring and Nick Nelson, how they meet and fall in love in high school. It all I'm just going to take it away from Wikipedia. It also tells the story of the many side characters and their relationships. Yes, it is about two boys falling in love in high school, and I can't get enough of it. If I didn't say Cat Chinetti put me on before, Cat Chinetti put me on. And Cat's got some good book recommendations. Shout out to Cat, man. I am a fan. So so don't go in here thinking you're going to get video game references and, and Scott Pilgrim fight and fighting evil boyfriends. No, you're going to see actual boyfriends. And you're going to see them being intimate in a kissy way. And it's still fire. It's still fire. Like, I'm not going to spoil anything. But when I think about the medium of comic books, growing up, the medium of comic books always meant superheroes and villains. And then... Every now and then in Wizard Magazine, I would see something where they were like, oh, yeah, this little indie comic book, Blankets, is really cool. Y'all should check it out. Never read Blankets to this day, but that's one of the first ones this brings to mind, this indie scene of comic books where these comic books were being written about things that weren't necessarily good versus evil, life on Earth ending, awesome powers being granted to these people, and their decision whether to fight for the side of good or the side of evil. Scott Pilgrim kind of was like that in a way where obviously Scott had some kind of powers going on, Ramona had some kind of powers going on, but it was also a very young adult based drama about whether or not Scott Pilgrim would end up with Ramona. That was that was the whole thing we were all rooting for. You wanted Scott to end up with Ramona and, and even though Scott was big trash, and he did not deserve Ramona one bit. But, but by the end of the series, he had come to terms with a lot of that and had realized his fallacies while dating this amazing girl. I don't want to save in the middle. I don't know why I did that. Sorry. <laughs> Heartstopper. You get introduced to Charlie, and, and Charlie is the one gay kid in in class. And this is all off the top of my head. He's the one gay kid in their school. And they are in Britain, I believe, because she's British. It's a terrible accent. And I don't know why I did a deep breath. Charlie uh, was outed the year before accidentally. That's a little bit of a spoiler. I'll just say accidentally. And... He got tortured for it pretty much. And because of this, Charlie was kind of ostracized for a while. But there was this one boy that Charlie that Charlie Charlie knew. He was straight, but he was one of those straights that like to that like to be gay on the low. And I don't know if that's a proper term, so I apologize to anybody. I might have bothered with that. But I'm just saying he 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 wanted he wanted to have his cake and eat it too. He wanted to be straight in public, but he's with Charlie. He wanted to be gay, and Charlie, who had been bullied and uh, you know just been put through the ringer for being outed and being gay and being the only gay boy that these these kids knew. Uh, I mean, Charlie had no other options, so so Charlie hooked up with him. But at the same time, this boy Charlie was hooking up with was super rude and mean to Charlie. He wanted it when he wanted it. And he wanted no parts of Charlie otherwise. So Charlie was literally dangling was dangling in wait, waiting for this boy to hit him up for when he wanted to hook up, when he wanted to play. But he had no real relationship. Now, when he meets Nick, like he had no, known of Nick, but when he, him and Nick start talking, him and Nick become fast friends. And Nick is also straight. And Nick is a jock. He plays rugby. And he has his friend group, um, all straight boys and you know like he he never really ha- had any uh, uh, any feelings that he he may be gay but he he meets charlie him and charlie hit it off they become best friends they're hanging out and immediately and this is a credit to alice's storytelling and also to her um her sto- her, her artistry her illustrations you can tell they like each other more than friends. Like I could I could hang out with, with Shiv. I could hang out with Marcus. I could hang out with Bane. I could hang out with E, Anthony, Thomas all day long. Love those guys that are my dudes. But I don't love them, love them like that. Okay. I I don't miss them longingly when they're gone. I don't think of them be like, I want okay, I do I do Matt, because Matt lives in New Zealand now. But I don't think of them lovingly and be like, man, I wonder if Anthony's thinking about me right now. I don't do that. That that because I I I'm I'm straight. I don't think of my friends that way. But you can see the chemistry flying between these two instantly. And so the whole first book is a build up of their friendship. And he gets Charlie on the rugby team because they need an extra player, and Char- Charlie's actually kind of decent. Um, as he learns the game, and they spend time together, and then Charlie goes to Nick's and meets uh, Nick's dog, and loves Nick's dog, and they they, I want to say they were playing in the snow at some point and had some fun, and they have these, there's these moments where they get they play they're playful with each other. These are high school boys, and it's like you know when when I was in high school, it was like yeah you punch somebody in the arm like yo it's a boy you know you start you try to fight when you're all playing around, like they 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 are wrestling and having a good time and Nick picks Charlie up and, and Nick and Charlie's like, Oh, Nick, stop it. And I'm not mocking, but that's kind of how it came across in the text. And Nick's like, ha ha ha. I'm just having a good time. Cause Nick really thought they were having a good time. And Nick felt something weird too. I don't want to say weird. Nick felt something too, but he didn't know what he was feeling. He always, he thought he was straight. Simple as that. So more and more, they spend all this time together And then, as the book builds to its climax, as i knocked over this marker, as the book builds to its climax, the boys attend the party together. And then they're alone together. And I I don't think there was any drinks involved. They're alone together and they they spend all this time together. And Charlie's sister, who knew about Charlie hooking up with the other boy who was rude. Also, Nick does a super cool thing where Nick sees that boy harassing Charlie early on in the book. And Nick's like, nah, mm-mm. he puts a stop to it right now. He's like, nah, leave him alone. Uh, uh, Charlie's my friend and you're going to leave him alone. And essentially, Nick gets that dude to finally leave Charlie alone after all this time of, of Charlie literally being at his beck and call. And Charlie's very grateful because Charlie, of course, is developing feelings for Nick because he knows how he feels towards boys. Nick doesn't know how he feels. So they're alone at this party. And then... They're alone and they're talking and then they, they kiss man and it's, it's beautiful. It is simply beautiful. And this is why I love the art form of comic books because there's so many stories to tell with art, bo- art books. With comic books, it's not just about heroes versus villains as, well. as much as I love that classic stuff. I like that this medium can showcase this gay ass story as much as they do. And I'm just going to leave it at that because that's only volume one. There's three other volumes that is out. Volume five, the last volume, as I understand it, is going to be coming out in February of next year. So I can't wait to see how Nick and Charlie's story ends. Apparently there's other books out there about other characters in the universe, I think. I haven't went to explore any of those, but I've been dying because uh, my man Aaron, man, he, uh, he's King, Kra- King Krakoa on uh on the tiktok and he he is always talking about these. he's reviewing comic books and he does a lot of x-men stuff and he's also a fellow tim drake head shout out shout out to you aaron Let's be use marvel unlimited shout out to you aaron uh he will be on the pod i'm gonna make it happen we're gonna, I'm gonna get on the pod we're gonna talk some comic books since uh the guy I used to talk about comic books is uh out of here <laughs> so win some you lose some man What's that always say at the end of the pod? Um, something about get that negativity out of your life, no matter what it may be, no matter what you got to do, you got to do you. Yeah, so it'd be good to talk comic books again Um, on here. And I know Handsome Bane uh, reads a ton of comic books too, but also I see Handsome Bane bi-weekly now doing wrestlecast And honestly, in between the group chats and wrestlecast I probably sometimes feel like I talk to Handsome Bane Uh, to Eric as much as I do Angel sometimes so there's that can't recommend Heartstopper enough for y'all please go check it out I was actually able if y'all have a library card I was actually able to borrow all four volumes from my local library shout out to the Morgantown Public Library and read them right on my Kindle and normally I don't read comic books on the Kindle uh, but it was a a very smooth experience so usually I, I use the uh, what's the app called? The Hoopla app uh through the library to read any comic books. So very enjoyable experience. Check out la- check la- check out Alice Oseman's Heartstopper. Well worth it. Such a good read. I am a fan and I can't wait to check out more of her work and I can't wait for volume five. Okay. Now that that's on my chest. Next topic. We're gonna do some reviews, cause I I gotta clear out my reviews, my music reviews, guys. Um, for anybody that's asking, I'm almost done with Midnight's, I will talk about that at another time, but recently, and I won't say recently, it's been, uh, in the time since the last episode, that'd be even better. I have listened to, uh, one, two, three, oh, I'm sorry. One, two, three, four, four things that I can d- give you definite reviews on. These are just quick reviews. So I listened to Lloyd Banks's Course of the, of the Inevitable Two. Uh, this is his second solo album in as many years, I think, because I think one came out, it might have been 2020. But the second album came out and uh I, I enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed this one slightly more than the first one. And the first one he was spitting, I gotta say. And I don't I don't really think this number's fair. Because the first one I would have said is definitely a seven. So I'm going to go ahead and give this one a seven and a half because they're both very solid albums. The mixing and mastering on this album is way better than the first one. Um, I know a lot of people may have liked that sound from Banks on the first album. It, it did not bother me, but quality-wise, it's just better. Banks is definitely, finally, what we've always wanted from him. He, we've, everybody loved mixtape Banks. Nobody wanted mainstream Banks. And so now that he's in charge of his career, and doing his own thing, finally I've been doing my own thing. Shout out! Shout out the OG unit mixtapes, though, man. Uh, he's he's on the right path. He he just gets on some on some hard ass beats and he spits, man. And and there's nothing wrong with it. So course, inevitable two gets seven and a half from me. I'm um, seven and a half out of ten. I gave the and I'd say the first one is about about a seven. Honestly, I, I enjoy both projects though. I, I like those a lot and let me do some podcasting 101 and pull up my Spotify here and see what songs I actually liked from the project because I, I think there was a few so course of the inevitable to shout out to my man Gerbo in the group chat um of course why why would you show me what songs I liked on the album Spotify that would be too. so let's see we'll just flip through these very quick okay value of a check Mm, great song fell in love socialize don't switch and okay I think that's it yeah no those are just the ones that I liked but I do think it was a very solid album I liked it a lot I really did like it a lot so very good stuff there Very good stuff. Um, I don't know why I hit play on that other song when I'm getting ready to do the next one. So I I definitely recommend you check out Of course, Inevitable 2. Multiverse, another Wiz Khalifa album. And I was just curious to see, I'm gonna look at Wiz's discography here on Spotify and see what I've actually listened to, okay? So rolling all the way back. Yo, Cabin Fever is on Spotify? What? I didn't know Kevin Fever was on Spotify. Oh man, they didn't—they—they they changed the phone numbers beat, didn't they? Uh, because it says remix, so they couldn't clear the original phone numbers beat. But the rest of it is all right. Homicide. Oh, that's my joint Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got distracted. Surprise. All right, so. So, cushion orange juice is on here, of course. Cabin Fever, which I'm definitely going to be checking out soon. Rolling Papers, I've listened to. Never listened to Mac and Devin the whole way through. Taylor Alter-Dice, um, I've listened to. I don't think I've, maybe I've listened to Cabin Fever 2 once, maybe. Uh, ONIFC, once. Black Hollywood, I don't think i ever listened to. There's a Cabin Fever 3, never listened to that. Khalifa, never listened to that. Laugh Now, Fly Later, no. T-God Mafia, ruder Awakening. Who is that? Oh, that—that's a why is a Juicy J album in Wiz's discography? Because Wiz is on every song. I apologize; it's a group project. Uh, Rolling Papers two—I don't think I checked it out. I think the track listing was eh, 25 songs. I was late. 2009. Didn't listen to Fly Towns Volume One. Didn't listen to what's the saga of Wiz Khalifa. Never listened to that. Rolling Papers Deluxe Ten Years. What? What's deluxe about this? They threw a couple of songs on here that wasn't on. oh they threw Taylor Gangle there, all right. I listened to Wiz Got Wings and that was la- that was twenty twenty one. I may have mentioned that on here. Stoners Night. I don't remember Full Court Press. Incredible album. I'm pretty sure I talked about that. One of my favorite albums of the year. The Multiverse. So I've missed a few Wiz albums. <laughs> I missed an album here and there. So let's let's me just run real quick through. Um, Multiverse. So, first off, my rating for Multiverse, I gave this a 6 out of 10. I did like Big Daddy Wiz. I liked MVP. I like Memory Lane. I like Thousand Women. I like you. Shoot, hold on. I give it a 6. Something Real is alike. High Maintenance is alike. All right, there it is. Okay. We Don't Go Out to Nightclubs is dope. Homies is dope. Mirror Love is cool. Nobody Knows is cool. Yeah, so I actually liked a lot of this album. It kind of fell off towards the end for me. So I'm at least give multiverse a seven because I know I've said this on a pod before, but the thing about Wiz, Wiz has to have the right beats. And I think he's finally realizing this. I think he's understanding, man, the better beats are, the better I sound um, instead of him trying to force stuff like, uh, you know, when he does We Dem Boys. I mean, I know that song's old as hell and he probably wouldn't do that again, but whatever we, we you live and you learn i still i still fuck with Wiz, man I, I am a i am still a fan of mr Wiz khalifa man so he goes up to a seven uh because i did not realize i li- like that as much What up, you mutant miscreants? It is I, Oroko Saki, a.k.a. The Shredder, here to tell you about the Shredhead podcast, starring me, the Shredder, and my best friend, my main brain, the brains of the outfit I'm talking about, Krang. Krang is there. He's my producer. We have a podcast. It's utterly ridiculous. It's an insane premise. Uh, To top it all off, I... I haven't even seen the Ninja Turtles in years, but we're primarily talking about hoops. Yes, the, Nash- oh, the National BA, the W National BA. Um, oh, damn it, I've run into the lyrics, I'm sorry, but just check out the Straight Podcast. It's me, it's crying, it's crazy. Now, want to switch it up and go to a genre that... I normally don't go to, and let me just go. What are these guys' names called? All right, here we go. So, this band is called Bad Omens, and they had an album recently just come out, and it's called The Death of Peace of Mind. It is categorized as rock, hard rock, is what it says. So, I'm just going to. I mean, you you can kind of get vibes from it right there. I'm just curious about the song credits here. Uh, okay, I don't see it. So, the death, this album is called The Death of Peace of Mind. Now, let me turn my phone down. I apologize. I apologize. Bad Omens is the band. The Death of Peace of Mind is the album. This album is an 8 out of 10 for me. I was recommended this by a friend, and... I got to say, this thing goes hard, and Anthony just listened to it the other day, and Anthony thinks the album goes hard as well. So, And Anthony is is more the rock guy out of us, too, and he really likes the album. I, I had a feeling he would like it. But the songs I definitely recommend off of here are, let's see, The Death of Peace of Mind, Why That's Not a Heart, definitely. Um, Bad Decisions, I love that song. And then The Grey I also love. But I'm going to tell you this right now. This whole album, if you're, if you're into any kind of rock, the singer gives me Chester from Limp Bizkit. I'm sorry, Chester from Linkin Park. Turn the pot off now. I'm sorry, Chester. Oh, I'm sorry. It gives me Chester from Linkin Park vibes. And Chester always had that real smooth voice. But then the, the cool thing about Linkin Park is, well, as as much as they were mainstream rock, they could still rock off and then Shinoda would come in with the raps. The lead singer's voice, I don't know names. I, I'm just going to say the band's name again. It is called Bad Omens. He reminds me of Chester. And the songs have real good melodies. Some of the beats kind of have a a very, um, a, a lot of the melodies give me a lot of weekend vibes maybe. And like n- not the most recent album, but I'd say uh, I Can't Feel My Face era weekend a lot of that in the the album before that the one like you only call you when it's happy. Yeah, that, that song that album era a lot of those vibes from from this album but then almost on cue in the middle of the song it just goes and it sounds way better than that and it's it is so dope how they blend the two sounds you got this rock band With these weekend vibes. And all of a sudden they go heavy on you. And they do it for every single song. I am a fan. I am a fan of Bad Omens. In fact, Bad Omens, you're getting the Spotify follow. So official follow right there for Bad Omens. Go check out The Death of Peace of Mind. I give that an 8 out of 10. And that actually would probably be another one of my top albums for the year. I I just got to say that. Last album that I got for this section, and then we're going to talk about an album near and dear to my heart to finish off this episode. Last album I got, Freddie Gibbs dropped a new one. Of course, y'all know that Mark Robb finally got me to listen to Freddie Gibbs. And I listened to Sold, Sold, Separately. And this album, I gave this an 8 out of 10. And I, I enjoyed this album quite a lot. Now, would I say it's one of my favorite albums of the year? Probably not, but I really did like this album a lot. Now, now you're like, how come you gain the same rating if it's not one of your favorite albums of the year? Because I'm object- uh, objective, okay? <laughs> I am able to separate the fact that I know that I would listen to this album more than once. I wouldn't listen to Gibbs more than once. Sorry, Freddie. It's a good album, though. So, songs I recommend off here, Blackest in the Room, great song. Uh, Another one, Zipper Bags, like that a lot. Lobster Omelet with my man Rick Ross. Rose, you already know. You already know. Feel No Pain with Anderson Pack and Raekwon. Chef's Kiss, pun intended. Great stuff right there. Rabbit Vision, I like that a lot. Dark Hearted, I like that joint too cia i think i was the last joint on there that i liked um very good album by freddie gibbs so if you haven't checked it out that just came out a few weeks ago do yourself a favor and check out my man gibbs man and now i got it back on taylor so i can get back to taylor next time i'm in the whip and if you're listening to the sound of my voice I, just a few episodes ago, I did a whole section about why my opinion on Taylor changed from a few years ago and how I felt like I was being biased towards her and everything. Something that I've, I'm realizing listening to this album, Taylor is a damn good songwriter. And I was like, oh, that's a big shocker. Especially She writes about boyfriends. <laughs> no, she can just write her ass off, man. That, that's all it is. Taylor can write her ass off. Point blank, period. I appreciate that as a songwriter so I am enjoying Midnight's I will have my official rating for y'all next time I have an episode <laughs> and I say that like I don't know but uh you know I... ne- next time you get a ne- next hyphenation I'll tell you how I feel about Midnight's okay I promise I promise so let me just go ahead and update this stuff so I can take off all these ratings and I just did Heartstopper so that kind of catches us up i'm gonna do this real quick sidebar real quick just because i want to get rid of it um a few months ago when atlanta season three was out donald glover did an interview with himself and y'all know how i feel about childish gambino one of my favorite artists out i see charles gambino's names in the credits i'm listening does not matter to me i just want to hear if he's rapping or singing Uh, I am a big childish Gambino fan. I am a big Donald Glover fan. I am not ashamed to admit it. Um, and I read that interview that he wrote for himself. (laughs) Definitely big, weird Donald Glover vibes. But here's the thing. Here here's my theory, real quick. And I'm gonna just spend three good minutes on this because you always gotta be creating content. But then also, I don't want to spend more than three minutes on it. So Set the timer for three minutes, and then put this to zero. Okay. Donald Glover wants you to be uncomfortable. I'm gonna take my. I'm gonna leave my sunglasses on. And again, it's because I have the lights on because I'm recording video, guys. And and it's something that he's embraced pretty much from the time that camp came out in between because the internet came out. Because as me and Mark Rob spoke to when we did the Alapao episode about and I think I made that a hyphenation episode too about us when we compared Good Kid Mad City to Because the Internet or didn't compare but we just talked about both albums he he, when he did those hotel notes and everything he set the stage for the boy and literally was the boy in every public appearance throughout the whole um, Because the Internet era he wants you to be uncomfortable he wants you to always be something going on Then he drops Awaken My Love, and it's a complete turnaround from the rapidy rap of Because It's Internet. It is almost a soul R&B rap hybrid album, and it's well-received, critically acclaimed. And then Atlanta starts, and then we don't really hear from him outside of Atlanta. He does two seasons of Atlanta with all of its weirdness, including Teddy Perkins, including... Uh, well, There was an, another episode in the first season I think was really weird. T- Teddy Perkins was the weirdest thing ever. And then he goes from that and drops an album during the pa- pandemic that he, he simply titles the date he dropped it, I think. And then just did timestamps instead of actual titles other than a song or two. And then says he's done recording as Childish Scambino, as far as we know. But then he's been all over the place still and has dropped eps and then he drops this is america in between all of that um the night he's hosting snl and then does songs that nobody ever gets to hear full versions of he does guava island he's just always on to the next stuff and he's not waiting for anybody to catch up so when he sits there and interviews himself he's not doing it because he's like i'm this pretentious uh f-head and i'm going to uh interview myself like you know something Kanye would do. He he's literally just trying to put you in the most uncomfortable position possible so you can receive his art with an open mind. That is my theory on Childish Gambino and on Donald Glover. Like he after he did the first album and he he left Community and stuff. He's like, you know what? I I'm, I'm just going to keep creating new stuff and find ways to make people uncomfortable as I do it. And and that's it. you just don't know what to expect. You don't think he's going to say anything anti-Semitic or anything. And also I say that because a lot of people want to compare Kanye and Childish Gambino over the years. Don't do that. Donald Glover is way more talented than Kanye could ever be in his entire life. And I don't care how much Kanye is worth or how much he's not worth. So he just wants you to be uncomfortable. And I know it's weird. I nailed that. And yeah, I was peeking, but I still nailed that. So three good minutes for Donald Glover wanting everybody to be uncomfortable at all times when taking in his art. So I can delete that one too. Well, I didn't, I didn't get course of the inevitable. Whoops. Whoops. Now I'm I'm worried that I didn't. That I messed something up. I messed something up. Oh my God. Where's it at? Childish Gambino wants you to, did I delete it? I, I guess so. Whatever. Sorry. Last topic. I don't know if y'all heard about a little album called no way out. <laughs> I don't know if y'all heard about a little album called no way out, but I'm going to talk about it for about, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes. We'll see. So surprisingly enough, cause I don't, I don't remember. I w I was young. I was young, bop. And did not have the way to run? I needed to wake up and see, man, that was really bad. That was really bad. Anyway, <laughs> No Way Out by Puff Daddy and the Family was released on July 22nd, 1997. It featured the singles, July, uh, Can't Nobody Hold Me Down, January 3rd, 1997, I'll Be Missing You, May 23rd, 1997. And then followed the album was followed by the three singles. It's all about the Benjamins in August, uh, 1997, Been Around the World, November 14th, 1997, and the fifth single, Victory, was released March 17th, 1998. Now, without looking at any of this interesting background material from Wikipedia, which I'm dying to read, and I probably should have read this beforehand, but I want to talk to you all about how this album made me feel. I don't know. I assume that Diddy was planning on doing an album, regardless of whether Big died. This album was obviously propelled into the crossover charts by Big's death in March of 1997. And the powerful statement that was the song, I'll Be Missing You, featuring Faith Evans and 112, which is to this day one of, one of the most beautiful and capitalist <laughs> tribute songs in hip-hop history. They reminisce over you, it is not. Oh man, this album, I got a hold of it in late 1997, and here's a fun fact, there's two, uh, obviously there's a clean version, and there was a, uh, the the explicit version, I had the clean version, and so the orange cover, if you ever seen No Way Out with an orangish cover, that is the clean version, the goldish cover No Way Out, that actually is the normal explicit version. And I don't even know if you would call that gold, whatever, whatever you want to call it, sepia, sepia-toned. But to a young Kellen Conley in 1997, who was just forming his opinion on hip-hop, who had just decided to rap after being inspired by the video for I Ain't Mad At You by Tupac Shakur. I was searching for a reason to what to rap about. So one of my first songs ever made was called Mace Meet a Real Thug. And it was a diss song about how Mace was not a real thug. And this was literally based off of, I I don't even know, maybe Feel So Good was out. That was it. But I I didn't even have any exposure to Mace like that. I was just a kid in West Virginia who was watching MTV and BET. So that's how my whole opinion on all this was formed. And. So I I dismace. And it's like whatever. <laughs> I dismace. That 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 was what I did. So I taped. I want to say it was a friend from junior high. Her name was was Megan. What was Megan's last name at that time? Because she's married now. It's it's not going to come to me. I want to say I I taped off my friend Megan because she had the CD, and I taped it. And it was missing some songs. So I I did not have the full no way out experience. So the songs that was missing off of my clean copy would be. Young G's was not on there. And also. Friend was not on there. And I I can't remember because the runtime on the whole album it's only seventy so it would've fit on a on an eighty minute disc. And I know that at one point I had taped the belly soundtrack, but my tape was only so long. And I had to cut a bunch of the R and B songs from the belly soundtrack <laughs> in order to get it to fit on this tape. That that's a whole nother conversation. Maybe i maybe I'll look and see later. It's not important. And I got a hold of the tape and I played it, oh man, and that first verse, yo, the sun don't shine forever, but as long as we hid, then we might as well shine together. Better now than never. Business before pleasure. P. Diddy and the fam, who you know do it better. Yeah, right. No matter what, we here tight. So when you hear something, make sure you hear it right. Don't make a ass out of yourself by assuming. I'ma stop right there because I know I'm gonna mess up the next line. Two levels above me, baby. Love me, baby. I'm gonna make you love me, baby. Talking crazy I ain't get you nothing but choke. And that jealousy is only gonna leave you broke. So the only thing left now is God for these cats. I'm fairly sure, without looking at the credits, that Big or Jada wrote that verse. But in that instant, Puff Daddy became one of my favorite rappers of all time. I shit you not. There's the cuss word. Damn. (laughs) I was saying ass earlier, but there there it is. There it is. Diddy murked that verse. And then with Big coming in right behind him, Oh, also, the edited version, it didn't have Busta in there, so I just had this thunderous chorus in between the verses, or a thunderous beat in between the verses, there was, oh, we got the real live, front, front, the back, oh my, in the world, where the you at, that went in there, they didn't even edit it, they just like, eh. throw out the whole Busta, I didn't hear the whole Busta version until, who knows when. Probably when the video came out, I was like, wait, Bust is on this song? They added Bust is to the song? No, Bust have been there, dummy. To this day, I still love Diddy. I love Diddy so much, y'all, that after years and years of waiting, in fact, when the album came out in 99, I believe, last year, or the year before, I listened to the whole, the whole second Diddy album. And when I tell you, <laughs> when I tell you that Forever wasn't a good album, Forever was not a good album. So that's also when I learned that Diddy definitely needs writers. And by Forever Tom, the locks was gone. And the only people who could write for Diddy was Mace might have still been around, but Mace is also leaving at the same time. Uh, so Black Rob, Shine, all these people who didn't know how to write for Diddy. For real. I'm not going to say anything about Black Rob's pen. It might not have been Black Rob. Let let me. Now I got to know. So let's see. Zach Wright is credited. Oh, I'm sorry. So Combs is on most of these songs. All right. Jay-Z wrote on. Okay. That's Jay-Z verse. Maybe Diddy did write his own songs. <laughs> that's why they're so bad. Excuse me. I'm so upset. But to this day, when Diddy pops off with a verse. You got it got my attention, man. The victory has forever made me a Sean Combs fan. He was my Sean before the Sean. <laughs> I swear, I'm not even afraid to say it. And, and I immediately became the biggest Puff Daddy fan that I knew and still remain to be to this day. I'm, I'm waiting on No Way Out 2 still. I'm waiting on this love project. I don't care. Diddy. give me an album? I still stand by the fact that his Swagger Like Us, Swagger Like Puff, that video he shot back in 2008, I love that whole thing, and I rewatched it not that long ago, and it still goes for me. I love Diddy. I can't help it. I I know he's not the best person, and I wh- whatever you may think about Diddy, I know, but I have always rode for Diddy, even through the forever era. I was super happy during the Saga Continues era when he was all over to play some rapping. I need a girl to ride, ride, ride. Um, the Press Play era, I was a fan of. Last Train to Paris, I was a fan. I, I just like Diddy, man. I, and I, I'm not apologizing for that, okay? Not apologizing. Money Making Mitch, I listen to that too. <laughs> all right? But this album... This album is is incredible to come out with this album on the heels of what arguably may be the greatest double disc of all time in life after death. And on the heels of, I don't know when, hold on, hold on. I'm going to do my internet one-on-one, my podcasting one-on-one. When did Mace's first album came out? Harlem world dropped. So Harlem world came out after the, okay. So Harlem world wasn't even out, but single wise, and feel so good was wasn't until october i don't know why i was this amazed i i guess i didn't like mace from diddy's songs i was i was weird i was 14 leave me alone (laughs) stop yelling at me stop yelling at me this album is a, a flawless masterpiece man from the no way out intro victory been around the world What what you gonna do? Okay, what you wanna do may not be on there. Don't you stop it? Don't you stop what you're doing? You don't really wanna stop. (laughs) If I should die tonight was only an interlude, but one introduced me to Carl Thomas, two introduced me to the original song that was on there, which was Marvin Gaye's "Um If I Should Die Tonight," which is an amazing song. Do you know that was just Diddy and D Dot yo? do you know where you're going to do you like it and and diddy kills that of course young g's young g's probably the second me and marcus talked about this one of the best diddy uh, i'm sorry jay-z biggie collabs and it's on diddy's album diddy's an afterthought and he still killed it i love you baby featuring black rob so good introduce me to the whole storytelling rap and you're like Oh, what about Slick Rick and, and all of them? And everything? I didn't know who they Y'all forget, I got into hip-hop late. 97 was when I got into this. So everything that I know about hip-hop was learned after this. This is my formative years, yo. I, I Love You Baby is so freaking good. Great song. Benjamins. 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 That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. Now, what y'all want to do? Wanna be ballers, shot callers, brawlers, who be dipping in the biz with the sp- <laughs> Hip hop, classic, classic, classic. I even mess with pain because Diddy sounds so freaking vulnerable in that song. I'm a big fan of pain. Oh, is is this the end? Wasn't on the clean version either dope song, so dope, Twista killed it, Genuine killed it, Carl Thomas killed it, Diddy did the Fast Flow, that song is so dope, another great one, I got the power, that, that, that sample, and that song's a little off-putting, but it works, it works, and the locks killed it, the, the locks killed it, and of course, you can't forget about my, Mommy man. I key. I want to be your papi chulo, can't you see? Senorita. Oh, I played Senorita to death. To death. To death. And of course, I'll Be Missing You is the perfect way to, the pen, to be the penultimate track of the album. And then you finish it with Can't Nobody Hold Me Down. Which is still way better to has a business being. <sighs> I know that the locks and Diddy are cool. I know that Mason Diddy just will never be the same again. I really need to check out that Bad Boy documentary. I wonder if it's still on Netflix. I I, I really want to watch that because again, I am a Diddy stan. If that's my biggest secret. I stand for Sean Combs, man. It, if if it if it came down to Sean Combs's discography or Sean Carter's, it's gonna be Sean Carter's. Let's not get crazy. Let's not get crazy. But. <laughs> But, I will say, (laughs) I will say, there's always a special place in my heart, special place in my heart, for Sean, Puff Daddy, P. Diddy, Diddy, Love, Combs. I'm so here for it. So here for it, man. I would have still liked to gotten that Diddy Rick Ross album that never materialized mixtape whatever it's going to be i i would have been here for that you get ross and you get diddy talk about a hip-hop heads wet dream well mainly my wet dream so as it as it's 25 years old now and i did not do this i know that i I said i'm tired of doing anniversary stuff it just so happened to be the 90 the 25th anniversary thing okay All right? Get off my back. As it turns 25, if if you're like, yeah, I don't know what to listen to, turn on Puff Daddy and the Family's No Way Out. You you will enjoy it. Tell them hyphen sent you. Tell them hyphen sent you, okay? You've been listening to the Barack Obama approved World's Greatest Podcast, hyphenation, powered by... Hyphen podcast group. The excellence of audio execution, baby. That's right. Hyphen podcast group.com. The most recent episodes are on there and every show is on there. You know what show you won't see on there right now, though? Hyphenation. You want to know why? Because I'm not consistent. That's the only reason. We still over here kicking, though. But there's no reason to put a non-consistent show on the front page of hyphen podcast group.com in my opinion. So just saying, if you want to contact the show, B H Y P H E N at gmail.com at B hyphen, hyphen universe on Facebook. I'm getting more active over there. Cause Gary V said it was a good idea. And also hyphen, no, V B hyphen on Instagram. If you want to go the hyphen podcast group route, you can hyphen podcast group at, Gmail.com, hyphen pie group on Twitter, hyphen podcast group on Facebook, hyphen podcast group on Instagram. Yeah, reach out any of those ways. Please do. Uh, you can contact me about anything. If you want to say I listen to no way out and I ain't like it, that's fine. If you want to say I read Heartstopper and I and I was filled with joy, you're welcome. That's what I'm here for. That is what I do. That is this is what I do. Yeah okay the power of positivity is real y'all get that negativity out of your life no matter what it may be no matter what you have to do you got to do you whether or not that's not talking to your toxic sister or not being friends with someone who you was really close with again uh because they just refuse to change and adapt with the times and be an open-minded person You still care about them, but you don't need them in your life. So get that negativity out of your life, no matter what it may be. Get it out. Okay. Just saying. A lot of energy today. A lot of energy. That's what happens when you drink your second cup of coffee at eleven and finish it at three. I was busy. I was getting ready for Halloween. I do want to pause real quick and send a special shout out to. (sighs) Special shout out to a pretty much family member that we lost recently um that is Facebook I did not mean to do that Thelma Stewart Aunt Thelma um she passed away recently after a pretty decently long bout with cancer and she was in a a nursing home and stuff and found out this morning she passed away she's best friends with my mother-in-law Janice she loved Aaliyah dearly she loved me dearly and I'm going to tell the story here because I'm fairly certain it was her there is an Episcopalian church in Kaiser. My friend Mark Ford went to that church when he went to Potomac State. He got me to go with him one morning to church. Because I really wanted a day drink. It was Sunday. We had nothing to do. We had booze. He's like, oh, come to church with me. I'm like, all right, whatever, Mark. So I go to church. Never really been to church like that prior. Like maybe once or twice. But I knew I couldn't do communion because communion I'm not baptized. Okay? So... Communion happens, and I'm sitting there, and Mark is singing in the choir, singing his his beautiful ass off. Damn, I'm gassy, I'm sorry, and um, I wasn't going to go up there, and I'm fairly certain it was her. Thelma says, "Are you going to go up there, baby? I was like, no no, nah, i'm I'm not baptized. She says go on up there and 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 you know take take communion and I, and I went up there and took communion, and the only time in my life ever did, and it was because of Thelma telling me it was okay to go up there and take communion. I'm fairly certain that was Thelma. Thelma, if it wasn't you, that was definitely Thelma. I already know. But uh, she was a wonderful woman, man. She loved her Mountaineers. She loved her family. She used to post all these uh, beautiful proverbs on Facebook. And she she was just so dope, man. So dope. Beautiful woman. I'm sad that she's not here anymore. So I want to send a special shout-out to you, Thelma. Miss you already, and I, I hope uh, that you are out of pain now. I, I I like to think you're out of pain now and you're in a better place. So, want to take a second to do that real quick. So with that um in there, on uh, now we're going to get real somber the rest of the way, and that's okay, because like Mark Rob said, you don't want to follow it up with a bunch of hype and excitement. So, if you're listening to this podcast on Apple Podcast or on Spotify, I encourage you to please leave five stars, leave a review. I will read it, good or bad. If you can't find hyphenation on your favorite podcast listening device or platform, uh, let me know in any of the ways possible that I said before, and I will do my best to remedy that for you. Um, I feel bad for Russell Westbrook right now. I feel really bad for him. I I can't believe the amount of scrutiny this man is getting. He is a hostage on his own team, and he is not playing up to his potential, obviously, because he doesn't feel wanted, and he's just there so he doesn't get fired, in the words of the immortal Marshawn Lynch. So, Russ, I hope you get free from L.A. soon, man. Hope you get to play the game you love and have fun again, man. And I don't think I got anything else for y'all, for real. So just to recap, we did some albums. We talked about Heartstopper, the graphic novel by Alice Oseman. We talked about Puff Daddy and the Family's No Way Out from 1997. I appreciate each and every one of y'all that listen to the sound of my voice. And I'm going to take my glasses off for this because I want to look y'all in the eyes. After 202 episodes, it means the world to me that you're still here and that you still want to hear yeah boy Kellen Conley, aka B hyphen, come on here and wax poetic about whatever the WTF I want to. Appreciate y'all taking the time. Appreciate y'all supporting me, and it means the world to me. It really does. So I say all that to say this. Thanks, y'all. This is is, is a hyphen podcast production.